Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Deeper Life. I'm here with our resident therapist, Marlene Rose Shaw, and she's been on the podcast now for over a year, giving her wisdom and all of her experience of being a therapist for decades. And she just finished writing um, her newest book because she's written several. And her newest book is called The Seven Questions Highly Confident People Ask Themselves. So welcome to the podcast, Marlene. It's so good to have you again. Hi, Alexis. I can't believe it's been a year. I can't believe it. Wow. I don't know if anyone actually knows the story of how we got connected, but I used to work at an email marketing company called ConvertKit, and I used to run their affiliate and referral program. And Marlene was one of ConvertKit's affiliates. And so whenever I left to start Deeper Life, I sent out an email to all of my affiliates because I just felt like it was a huge part of my life for four years. And I wanted to, to share, you know, that I was stepping away and what I was going to be doing next. And Marlene actually emailed me and she's like, Hey, I love what you're, what you're doing. I love the name deeper life. I would love to connect with you. And so we got on a call. Do you remember this Marlene? Totally. I just remember seeing that. And, you know, our email boxes, inboxes are so full and don't always catch everything and sort of scan things. And and there was that email from you saying, hey, I'm leaving ConvertKit and I love ConvertKit. I I still use ConvertKit. Me too. (laughs) And and I saw, you know, and I just I just love that you had reached out and said, I want to say goodbye. And I'm sharing my feelings about this. And and I thought, I want to know this lady. I want to get to know her. That's amazing. So she reached out and we scheduled a call and I had been in the back of my mind, you know, I had already started the deeper life podcast, but you know, I'm not a therapist and we do talk a lot, a lot about feelings and a lot about therapy. And, you know, now I'm a coach, but there are so many other elements to therapy that I really respect and understand that I don't have formal training on those things. And so there was something in the back of my mind that said, I want to have a resident therapist on the podcast who can really give that, that more clinical perspective, someone that has a lot of experience. And so that was already in the back of my mind. And then I met with Marlene and I just, I just like knew inside me, I had this like click. I was like, it's her. So I remember asking you, I was like, I, you know, you can think about this, but this is this crazy idea I have. And, uh, you were, you were game, you did it. And, and now we're here. It's been over a year and I'm really thankful for you. We've had such a great adventure so far, haven't we? We have, yeah. And all the different changes and projects that we've both worked on. And it's been Mm. really cool to have have this consistent place that we meet and we get to share and, and get to have two different perspectives. And do you know what I, do you know what I love? I love the fact that we, you know, we reach out and so many people can hear the, the, the things that we talk about. And, and I love that you're, you're American mm-hmm. and I'm British. I'm right. living in Portugal, but I'm, you know, originally from the UK and I'm older and you're younger. Mm-hmm. So I love that mix. Me I love too. that mix in age and culture, different culture and different backgrounds. And I, and I love that because it feels like we, we can kind of share, we can kind of share that. And these core themes that we talk about, about humanity, cut right through that. So we've got that interesting thing about the mix, but actually the core themes, we're all human beings here on planet Earth and and this is what it's about, isn't it? 
Yeah. I love that. I, I think about that too, from time to time of just the different perspectives that we get to share from different lived experiences, right? Different cultures and, um, different age demographics. I think it's really beautiful. So today and you've got this lovely American accent. Yeah. And you've got this lovely British accent that I get to listen to. And it just makes me feel like I'm, I'm like wrapped in a hug. (laughs) I love it. I absolutely adore it. Um, so if you caught our last episode, we actually talked through kind of the synopsis of Marlene's, um, newest book, seven questions, highly confident people ask themselves. We kind of worked through generally all seven questions, but today we're going to be going deeper on question number one, which I think, you know, honestly, every question deserves its own podcast episode because it's, it's, um, they're such big questions that I think that, you know, to give them space to go deeper on them. So question number one, um, if you did not listen to the past podcast with Marlene, I highly recommend it. Um, but just today we're going to focus on question number one, which is how am I feeling right now? I'd love to unpack this with you. (laughs) Okay, let's unpack it. And right now, there's a clue in the right now. How am I feeling right now? Because, you know, we all get overwhelmed by emotions sometimes. Actually, the more we can get in touch with our emotions, the less often that happens. But it does happen. We have situations, sometimes something happens in life that shocks us. And, you know, as I start that chapter saying, have you ever had that experience where something happens or somebody says something and you literally feel the emotions rising up in you? It's like a rush of energy through your system. And you can hear yourself sometimes saying things and you're, one part of you is thinking, I shouldn't be saying this. Mm. <laughs> and the rest is just coming out of your mouth because you're just reacting. We just right. react to situations. And actually, you know, the idea, as I said in the last episode, is confidence comes from knowing ourselves very, very well. Mm-hmm. And if, we, if we're able to step outside and observe ourselves and ask, how am I feeling right now? Yeah. Then we can actually decide what we're going to do with those feelings. It's not about not feeling our feelings. It's about recognizing our feelings and being able to then take a breath and decide how we're going to move forward, how we're going to respond to a situation or respond to a a person or talk to ourselves within the situation. I always say to people, you know, to my clients, it's all right to feel your feelings. It's okay to feel whatever your feelings are. It's Mm -hmm. okay to feel those feelings. It could be um, that sometimes people say oh you mustn't feel like that have you ever had somebody say that to you Alexis all the time just a couple days ago (laughs) oh really yeah (laughs) yeah absolutely often yeah Yeah. and how, how did you feel when that person said that to you um I know that at least in this situation it was coming from a good place um yes it was coming of a place of trying to be encouraging and loving and supportive and instead it really made me feel unseen and mm. kind of contributed to the overall feeling I had in the begin to begin with, um, of, you know, right now I'm working through some self-doubt and some limiting beliefs. And so I was sharing those feelings and, and really the self-talk, you know, that I have, and it was, you shouldn't, you shouldn't feel that way. You shouldn't say that you, there's no reason that you should feel that way. And so, even though it was coming from a good place, I could feel that, 
there was just some misunderstanding there. And I, it almost like it reiterated the self-doubt in a way. Yeah, it can make you feel worse. And actually, it's a shame because when people say that, they really mean well. They do. What they're really trying to say is, oh, don't feel bad. I, I want love you to you. feel happy. Yep. I love you. <laughs> that, that's what they're trying to say. But right. when they say, oh, you, you shouldn't feel like that, it just it's like saying you're not allowed to feel your feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and quite often my, my clients may have had a, quite a lot of experience like that or they've been telling themselves that as well. So I make it. A, a point of saying to people your feelings are your feelings your feelings are perfectly valid and even if your feelings are kind of off the scale and even if your feelings don't seem a match for the situation it's still you and your feelings and you're allowed to have them mm. you know it could be some of us feel our feelings more intensely than others and it's absolutely fine there's nothing wrong with feeling your feelings the problem is it's what we do with those feelings. Right. Let's talk about that. Let's first, I want to dig into that. I want to take one step back and what happens when we don't feel our feelings and how does that impact our confidence? Yeah. Quite often people will, they'll either be scared of their feelings or they might, they might, you know, their feelings will erupt and they'll be overwhelmed by their feelings and they spill out all over the place. And as I say, it's okay for them to feel them, but it's just when they go, when they don't know what to do with them or they go the opposite way and they squish them down, they squish their feelings down. So they're, they, they don't tend to connect with themselves very well. They don't know themselves very well because in order to know ourselves, we have to know how we feel. We are feeling beings, right? Human beings. We're, we're we, you know, we're vibrational. We're made of energy. You rub your hands mm-hmm. together, you feel heat, you right. know, and 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 that's what feelings are. Feelings are energy. Right. So we we need to know how we feel. We have to understand how we feel and be able to get in touch with it. And actually, those people who squish their feelings down very often end up overwhelmed by their feelings because those feelings lurk under the surface, waiting to bubble up and erupt at just the inappropriate moment because that, <laughs> because that person hasn't been in touch with them. Those right. feelings kind of sneak up on them. Mm-hmm. And I always say to people, become master of your feelings before they become master of you. Once you become master of your feelings, they can't become master of you because they can't sneak up and surprise you. Right. Because you're aware of them. Because you're aware of them. Yeah. So it's very much about learning to recognize that, you know, it's what you do with the feelings. It's it's not, not having feelings. It's recognizing your feelings and making, taking time to be able to decide what to do with those feelings. If we recognize our feelings, we give ourselves time. We're able to say, I'm feeling worried or I'm feeling anxious or I'm feeling disempowered or I'm feeling rejected. Because quite often people will jump to anger because they don't recognize that they feel hurt or humiliated. Or, and I've, I've said this in, in our episodes before, you know, people would jump to anger, which is a secondary emotion. It's a, an emotion which is a reaction to other emotions because right. they don't they don't recognize that they're feeling humiliated by what somebody's just said, or they don't recognize being scared or that they're feeling rejected or abandoned or, or whatever those feelings are. So they just react 
right. comes back to what I was saying in the book about being intentional. If we know how we feel and we recognize it, we can talk to ourselves about it. We can talk to somebody else about it. We can say to that person something along the lines of, when you said that, it triggered me a bit because, you know, I've got this thing about being rejected sometimes. Well, that's, that triggered me and I just wanted to let you know that. Mm-hmm. That is so much better than going into fight, flight, or, or freeze, isn't right. it? It is. And just communicating, um, regardless of the environment or who it's with, being able to communicate that in a way that's loving and respectful. Um, and it's also you taking ownership. It's saying, yeah. when when this happened, this is what came up for me. And I want, it's now my responsibility to communicate that with you so that we can change this pattern or so that if it happens again, you now know how that makes me feel. And that's a really powerful exchange that can build so much more connection, um, and the confidence that you have in that friendship or in that relationship. Yeah, absolutely. And we might not always get that right straight sure. away we're not going to suddenly <laughs> say you know we're not going to we're not going to think about this and say oh from now on whenever I'm in this situation I'll just turn around and say by the way when you said that but we will be able to do that in time right you know initially we might we might just walk out the door and sit with it for a while and process it and just be able to say well what was I really feeling there what was mm-hmm. going on for me in time we get so good at tuning into our feelings and that language, that, that language of feeling that we can connect with, that we can then turn around to this person and say, when you said that, I felt, not it made, not you made me feel, I felt, or you triggered a feeling in me, or you triggered some experience from the past, or mm-hmm. I, 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 read, I took you to mean something. I'm not sure if that's what you meant, but it, the feeling it brought up for me was whatever the feeling is because when we when we can connect with our feelings we give ourselves time we don't just react automatically we give ourselves time to think about what's the next step how will I communicate this or how will I talk to myself it might not be another person it might just be a day where things are going wrong and you know my internet crashed three times in the last week, and I was, <laughs> I was quite stressed. I'm sure. <laughs> um, but I was able to connect with myself and say, "Gosh, I feel. I know. I can. I'm aware that I'm feeling stressed. I'm aware that I'm feeling worried about not having any internet. I'm aware of how how important the internet has become in my life. I'm aware of that. Um, I'm feeling disempowered, disempowered, and worried. And I'm aware. And I was able to talk." soothe myself and and then take a deep breath and then go and do things that I needed to do to get the internet fixed rather than being frozen in panic yeah so that's a big one like the soothing of the feelings of saying okay I recognize this I'm going to take a breath I'm going to soothe myself through this feeling or through this experience and then I'm going to take action and maybe that action it's it's doesn't always have to be doing something. It could even be taking a step back. It's just taking some sort of intentional next step um, that can make you feel even more empowered and even more confident in your choices because you're connected to yourself. You're connected to your adult self as well. Yes. Because when we feel distressed, we are in child. And when you think about it, little children are not equipped to deal with 
challenging experiences. They have a tantrum, they run away, they freeze, they don't talk at all. Uh, But quite often what they'll do is they'll have a tantrum and they'll run away. So they go into fight or flight. That's right. what we're talking about, basically. They have no, they're not equipped to turn around and say, well, actually, when you said that, mum, the feelings it brought up for me, <laughs> can you imagine, you know, little children can't do that. You know, right. they, they haven't got there yet. Mm-hmm. So as we learn to connect with our feelings, then we enable ourselves to recognize the child that we've gone into, which is fine. As I say, we're all allowed to do that. It's perfectly normal, perfectly human thing to do. But we're then able to take a pause and then access the adult part of ourselves. Mm. This is okay. I recognize these are the feelings. Now, what do I want to do? What's, what's the sensible, helpful move forward right. from this? Mm-hmm. And something that I've really been trying to filter through Um, when I take a next step after processing feelings is what's the most loving thing I could do for myself in this, my next step, what's the most loving next step I could do for myself, even if it's not easy, um, when I can frame it as a place of, I have respect and empathy and love for myself. And so I'm then going to move through that and make a choice, um, instead of feeling like, a victim to my choices or like, well, now I've got to go do this. It's looking at it through, okay, I'm recognizing my feelings and how can I take ownership for that? Okay. Then what's the most loving next step I could do for myself or for people in the situation, you know, not just me, but for the people around me as well. Yeah. That's really powerful. I have a question about, about this question about how I'm feeling right now. Mm -hmm. What happens when our feelings are in conflict? Tell me, tell me. So for example, um, let's say I'll, I'll give you a past example. I have one right now, but it's a little too fresh. So I'll give you a past example. When I got, whenever my husband and I got engaged, I was living in Nashville at the time. And so much of who I am as a woman really blossomed in Nashville. It was incredibly creative. I lived there for almost five years. It was a really big part of my life and a part of my identity as well. And I was about to get married and my husband and I had been dating long distance for almost six years. I mean, we were in a very committed relationship, but it was like this exciting next step in our chapter of, wow, we're actually going to get to be together every day. We've waited so long for this moment. So there are these two things that were happening at the same time. I grieved my move to Houston from Nashville. I was grieving. I was sad. I was, I was trying to figure out how I was going to make the same kind of connections and friendships that were so meaningful. I was worried about not having a connection to such a creative city. And then at the same time, at the same time, I was excited. I was hopeful for my future with my husband. I was feeling, um, I was feeling this sense of security of our next steps and really just excited about being married. And they, I felt for five months, we were only engaged for five months. I felt the whole time there was this interesting inner conflict of like, well, how can I feel these feelings and these feelings at the same time? So I'd love, you know, your input on that. Cause I think a lot of people navigate that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, we do. And I guess, what what were you feeling about that? What was I feeling about being in conflict? Yes. I felt shame. I felt shame. Guilt. I felt guilt. 
Like I should be excited. My excitement for my marriage should override the grieving process of leaving such an important chapter of my life behind. Um, So I, I felt like guilty for not wanting to leave Nashville, actually. So you felt that you should feel a certain way. Right. Okay. So you were confused. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you felt confused. Yeah. Yeah. And you said grieving. So I guess, yeah, that's what I was thinking as you were talking, that the feeling was a loss, wasn't it? And whenever, yeah. there's, a con- whenever there's a conflict of feelings, it's because we have to let something go. So that it's really helpful to recognize that there is a loss, even if we don't know which side that loss is going to be on and we can't make up our mind, we, we can recognize that what I'm feeling is confusion and conflict and loss and excitement. And I'm feeling like a human being where I've got different feelings all mixed in together. And what am I feeling about that? Oh, I'm feeling shame about that. I feel I'm not allowed to feel like that but actually I am because I'm a human being so do you see you're allowed and this is what I was saying earlier you're allowed to feel your feelings whatever they are it's okay and if you can't step back and make a decision at that point because your feelings are confused you can just say this is where I'm at right now Mm. I'm just going to go with it and see see how my feelings go but I'm not going to try and not be confused I'm not going to try and force myself Mm. to present to the world and myself as being you know in one way or another about this I'm I'm literally going to sit with the the fact that I'm processing my feelings at the moment and that's okay that's good That's really helpful. I hope that's helpful for someone else who might be feeling in conflict with their feelings. Like as you dig into this work and, you know, that's a really important part of this is recognizing that there are, there aren't these little check boxes where like all my feelings are in, in congruence with each other. Like we're going (laughs) to feel, we're going to feel inner conflict when we start asking ourselves these questions and just kind of coming from this place of it all belongs. It's all real and true for us right now. Um, those, those feelings I had years ago were very real. And I love what you said about, um, when you're confused, then you feel like you have to define, like I have to quickly define this season and just allowing yourself to say, this is where I'm at right now. I don't quite have clarity on it yet, but these are my feelings. And I think that's a really, um, freeing part of this conversation that if you don't have it, you know, all the feelings quite lined up that that's okay too. That's just a part of this exploration process. Yeah, absolutely. You can't be in two, two different situations at once, can you? So if you're going to, if, if you're in a situation where you have to make a decision, well, then that's what you're feeling. You're feeling that right. confusion, that lack of clarity. And, and that's okay. It's okay mm-hmm. that you feel like that because life is a process, isn't mm-hmm. it? It sure is. It's a journey. (laughs) Um, One last question around this question is, is how this is kind of the first step in building more confidence is having these thoughts and going deeper on our feelings. What's on the other side of that? Like on the other side of this question, how do we access that confidence and how does this, how does this play a pretty integral part in having true inner confidence, not external based confidence, but inner confidence? If we know how we feel, we can navigate any situation. We can navigate any situation because we're able to make an intentional choice about 
what we want to do. And even if that intentional choice is to say, I'm feeling a bit confused right now, we can say, well, I'm just going to sit with this. Is that what, you, what you're asking me, Alexis? Or is there more to your question that I'm not picking up on? Yeah, no, that's that's right on right on par. And just the how that plays into feeling confident too. Yeah, we feel, you know, we can, if we feel confident in our own skin, you know, if you're comfortable in your own skin, that's what I, I'm saying. If you, to me, confidence is about being comfortable in your own skin. It's mm-hmm. like, like, here I am. I've got these good bits and I've got these other bits that, um, that need a bit of work and I've got all the other <laughs> bits in between and that's just who I am and I'm doing my bits and I'm working through life and <laughs> I'm working on those other bits and it's all cool, man, it's fine. Mm-hmm. And and that's, you know, and I feel okay about myself. I feel it's about accepting, isn't it? It's about accepting yourself and feeling that whatever you feel, and this is what I'm saying, whatever you feel is okay. You're allowed to feel your feelings. It's just choosing what you do with them. And if, you, if you're if you not in touch with those feelings, then you don't have that choice. You just come from a reactive place and you don't tend to get the, mo- the best outcome. And one, one of the things I, I pick up on in the book, and, and it's something I pick up on with my clients sometimes in a very kind way, is that sometimes people will use the word upset quite a lot. I don't know if you've ever noticed. I, I use it. I use it a bit in the book sometimes. Generalize people use it as a, as a general term, but will people will quite often say, "I was upset. I was upset," and that's great because it's the beginning of saying, "Well, I recognise that I, my feelings." Mm-hmm. But what we need to do is, if we need to recognise if we're using that word a lot, it's a sign that we need to go a little bit deeper and define and get clearer on what what does upset mean, right? How can we be more specific about that? And the way that we can be more specific about that is to learn to name our feelings. A lot of people have problems with naming their feelings. A lot of people do. Yeah. Because we, you know, we, 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 we operate, as I've said, we operate from thinking, from taking action and from feeling. And a lot of people are much stronger in the thinking and the taking action than they are in the feeling side of things often because their their feelings have got squashed down in childhood they've been told that they mustn't feel their feelings or they may have had some trauma or something that has mm-hmm. has encar- you know given them the, the the sense that it's not good to feel their feelings so people don't tend to be so strong in that area we can learn to do that though we can learn there are ways that we can learn yeah to get in touch with our feelings and it's also a very strong skill set. I know that yeah. in certain cultures, feelings are related to some element of weakness or recognizing yes. or naming our feelings is rooted in something wrong with us. Um, you know, there's shame there, there's weakness there. And honestly, when when you are clear on how you're feeling, you can operate from this strength of knowing yourself and knowing your decisions and, and taking ownership of your choices. And there's, that is true inner strength. Um, but it's getting to the place of recognizing like there's nothing wrong with me. This is a very normal human element, um, of my being. And when we shove and suppress that down or label it as a negative thing, it, it changes the way that we want to interact with it. 
right? Absolutely. And so if we can change the narrative around feelings and making it more normalized that it's certainly okay to have them and it's okay to communicate them and it's okay to not even know exactly how you're feeling. But when you start digging in, um, it changes your perspective on how important it actually really is to feel connected to your feelings. Um, Absolutely. And that can change a lot for, for us individually and in our family units and at work. I mean, everywhere, it can change us everywhere. Yeah, I mean, completely. And, and the thing is, our feelings are, are the guide. Our feelings are the indicator of what's going on. Mm. Our feelings will tell us what sometimes we, we're not clear on what we're thinking. Or we, right. we, we're having thoughts going on under the surface. Or we may be behaving in ways that are really not helpful, but we're keeping ourselves busy. But our feelings will tell us. And if we're not in touch with those feelings, it's like not looking at the indicator mm-hmm. light that's lit up, mm-hmm. saying, hello, I have something to tell you about <laughs> your life that you could work on. And it's like we're just saying, no, I'm not taking any notice of that. Because that's what our feelings do. So what I do with with my clients is, and as I say, a lot of people find it difficult to tune into their feelings because they're just not in the habit of it. So what I suggest is listen to your body. Listen to, Mm. feel what's going on in your body in situations. Is your heart pounding? Is your stomach churning? Are your shoulders hunched? Is your neck tense? Because all of these physical sensations that we have in our body, these are the emotions that we're, we're experiencing. And if we can get into the habit of noticing them, we can give them a name. So for, you know, and it doesn't matter what name it is. It'd be a different thing for different people. Some people call happiness contentment. Some people call happiness excitement. Some people call depression feeling low. Some people call depression feeling um, unable, confused. You know, people have, it doesn't matter what you name it, just give it a name. So when you notice something going on in your body, just call it, recognize it and give it a name. So you have a sensation in your body and then in your head you say, oh, that's sadness or that's excitement or that's exhilaration or that's disappointment or whatever it is but get used to that language to the way through if you really struggle to identify feelings is to work with the emotional physical sensations in the body because that's where they live they live in the body so that's if you can recognize that sensation in the body then you can work backwards I love that that's very practical too for people that are practicing giving language to their feelings for the first time, maybe. Um, I love that Marlene. I love for you to share where people can connect with you online and where people can purchase the book and just learn more about how to be and engage with more confidence in their lives. Yeah, absolutely. So the book is called seven questions, highly confident people ask themselves, and you can search for that on any, any Amazon, you will find it. Um, and you can find me at my website at stepintoyourbold.com. And yes, so all of the questions in this book are, are lead us to have more confidence because they're all about being self-aware and having self-knowledge. And that is the key to confidence. Confidence doesn't come from, I say, confidence doesn't come from what you do. It comes from how you be. Right. Absolutely. Focusing on the being, not the doing. 
Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much, Marlene. I'm just so thankful for you. And I'll have all those links that, that she mentioned linked in the show notes as well. And so you can easily access um, the link to her website as well as her book in the show notes of this episode. All right, Marlene, I'm excited about our next episode. Thank you again for being on the deeper life and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye Alexis.